All right. Go if you have your Bibles this morning. Go to John chapter fourteen, verse one. We, verse one. We've been in a theme called uh, recovery kit, and pastor. This came out of pastor's heart. He didn't tell us what we what we had to teach on. He just had a theme because he was watching Man versus Food, and the guy was eating like the seven hottest chicken wings of all time or something like that. And so, uh, pastor got to watching it. Well, the guy got to the, about the sixth wing, and his body began to sweat, he began to tremble and, and, and hit a point where, where something had to happen, so they had to bring him a recovery kit and, uh, in order to calm down his palate and to, and to lower the temperature of his tongue. Are you with me here this morning? And so, uh, so anyway, he, uh, God spoke to him in that and says, people need in this time dealing with the problems and the trouble and the things that, that we've been facing people need a recovery kit. And so we've talked about getting back in church. We've talked about the word going forward. We've talked about how how to recover and that God wants you to recover all. And so I kind of want to take it in a little different way this morning. And so the title of of what I'm going to talk about today is called Beyond the Trouble. Beyond the Trouble. And in John chapter 14, verse 1, uh, Jesus, somebody say Jesus, our leader is speaking to us. And he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, If you read through John chapter 14, let me lay this out to you. Jesus is preparing the disciples that that he's going to the cross, but also more than that, that he's he's leaving them, but he will return again. So he's laying this out. So he's telling them, let not your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. And he says it several different times in this passage, and it's it's very powerful. So he also talks about... Um, of connecting with the Holy Spirit, how he would send the Holy Spirit, the helper would come and, and, and would guide you into all truth. He talked about greater works that they would do than he did, and that includes you and I today. So he really lays out, if you get a chance to do a little homework this week, go to John chapter 14, read the whole thing verse by verse, and I promise you, you can be discipled right there alone in John chapter 14. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, I give to you. Listen, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, Jesus didn't say that trouble wouldn't exist or that trouble wouldn't come. Jesus didn't say there wouldn't be crisis. Jesus didn't say there wouldn't be problems. How many of you know in this world we're going to face tribulations? We're going to face trials. James chapter 1 talks all about counting it all joy when you go through trials. So Jesus wasn't telling them, I'm giving you uh, an exemption from problems or I'm giving you an exemption from trouble. Jesus was telling the disciples that that trouble's going to be around, but he said, do not let your heart be troubled. Now, that word trouble, if you look at it, means to, to be in anguish. It means to, um, to be stirred up, to be agitated, to be uncertain. And it also means to fear what's coming at me, to fear what's coming at me. Anyone ever, I, I know I'm talking to the right crowd today, but anyone here ever dealt with some trouble in your life? Or am I the only one? Come on. And so trouble, trouble exists. It's out there. You can turn on the TV. There's trouble. You can have a flat tire. There's trouble. Your kids wake up and don't want to go to school. There's, there's trouble. Come on. Trying to figure out how to pay for the next semester of college. Trouble. How, how, how to uh, react when somebody doesn't treat you right is trouble. How to react when you go through a drive-thru and they don't get your food right is trouble. Are you with me here this morning? 
And so, so how do we deal with it? How, how, how do we get beyond the trouble? And so many people, listen to me, and I'm not saying this in a, in a negative way towards any, any one individual or anything like that, but so many of us, it's like we, we create an illusion in our mind that one day we're not going to have to face any trouble anymore. And, and, and that may be true on the other side, right? I'm talking about heaven. But as long as we live on this earth, trouble's always going to come at us. It's how we learn, come on somebody, to deal with the trouble that, 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 that comes at us. How are we going to respond in the crisis? How are we going to react in the crisis? You know, I was reading a scripture, this, uh, uh, I guess it was yesterday, in 2 Samuel where uh, Nahash had died, and, and he was a king, and uh, the scripture says there in, in, in uh, chapter 10, you can read that chapter too, it's pretty cool, but anyway, Nah uh, so David had a heart for Nahash, who had somewhere helped him in time, and so he wanted to reach out to his son, and so David has the right heart, he's doing the right thing, uh, he sends two of his men to go be a blessing and make sure that, that, that uh, Nahash's son is taken care of and good, and so uh, uh, Nahash's army, or the men, or the son of his arm, uh, the army of his son, got wind of it. David had the right intentions, the right heart, but they caught wind of it, and then they they discovered that that hey, what's going on here? And so they started challenging uh, uh, Hannon, I think was his name, and so they start challenging him and saying, hey, do you th really think that that David has the right intentions, or is he coming in here to take advantage of us in our moment of weakness? So they start drumming him up. They start coming at him with trouble. David has two men on the way that are about to make an impact, want to make an impact, have the right heart. And so they talk, they talk uh, uh, Hannah into uh, retaliating before they get there. So they, they capture these two men, and they, and, and they had big beards. Everybody say big beards. And, uh, and so through the process, they end up wanting to humiliate them, so they, they cut half their beard off. They capture these two men who had the right heart, but their hearts weren't right. Trouble's coming. Are you with me? And so they cut half their beard off, and then the scripture says that they wore robes, and on the back side of that robes, they cut the robe to where their buttocks was showing. And so the beard was like a token. It was like, it was like a thing. I think in 2020, the beard thing is back, but, but the beard meant something. Are you with me? And so when they cut half the, the beard off, it was like shame and embarrassment uh, uh, to these men who, who, who this meant something, because they were just trying to help somebody. And now they had to walk around in these robes where their backside was showing. And so the temptation was for humiliation to come. The temptation was, it was because I've gone through this hurt and I've gone through this pain or, or, or things don't look like they once did. And so I'm walking this out, but I'm a little bit embarrassed about what I'm going through or a little bit ashamed about what I'm going through because I don't look as good as I once did. That's what the enemy does. And so these men are walking around with these, this hurt and pain. Half their beard's gone. Their backsides are showing. I'm sure people are laughing at them. If, it was, if I wasn't talking so serious, it'd be a pretty funny story anyway right there. But, but, but think about the shame and the agony. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine this week who went through a really challenging time here in the, here in the last couple of months and, and dealing with COVID and, and being in the hospital and that kind of thing. And he said, the darkness I faced... He said, I've never smoked, I've never drank, I, I don't have any underlying conditions, but the darkness I faced by sitting in that hospital bed for over five, five weeks, the temptation to give up, the embarrassment to know that the, the people that once looked up to me, now, now they see me in a different manner, they see the scars, they see the pain, they see the shame, they, they, they see me breathing different than I once did. I'm talking about life today. 
And so what once was may, may not look, look the same, but when, listen, I'm gonna go back here. David looks at these men and sends word and says, hey, let your beard grow back out. Go change your clothes. And I want you to go back in. See, because when God lifts us up to recovering, he never, he never lets, uh, tells us to recover, to go back in a worse condition than we were, were before. Are you with me? So when he tells them, let your beard grow out, that's saying that I got your back. Let your beard grow out, I'm sending you back in, but this time there's a different plan. See, sometimes the intent of our heart is good. Sometimes the things that we do in life are good. Trouble wants to come and, 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 and it throws itself at us and people don't interpret all the, all the time. Listen to me, human beings just in general communication do that on a regular basis. And so many times things get misinterpreted. Many times things get messed up. We intend we're doing the right thing, but trouble comes. And the reason that trouble comes, come on somebody, is because we're a threat to darkness. And so, so these men are, grow their beards out. You read the story, they go back in and, and, and end up conquering. Those same men that were once trying to hurt them apologize to David and say, hey, we're gonna serve you now because God always turns things around. So life isn't about trouble coming at you. Life is about you releasing what's in you. And when you release what's in you, when trouble comes at you, come on somebody, it's just a matter of time before things reverse back. You will recover all. And not only will you recover all, come on, it'll be exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask or think. Am I talking to anybody this morning? And so Jesus says in John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Now, we know the world has a lot of offers out there, and we hear them on a daily basis. Turn your TV on, there'll be 5,000 commercials today offering you something in, in, in hopes that you'll buy it, but they, 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 they send the message to you, the world sends the message to you, warning you to think, if I buy this, peace will be in my life. So at 11 o'clock at night, you're, you're a little bit hungry, you've already eaten supper, are you with me today? You know that feeling, you're watching a good movie, watching a good thing, and all of a sudden that commercial comes on and it's Little Caesar's Pizza or Taco Bell or, or McDonald's or whatever, whatever's open that time of night. For some of you in the old school days, I hop Denny's, you know what I'm talking about? And so it, it appeals to the senses, and that's what the world does. The world appeals to the senses, but they don't appeal to the heart. Jesus ain't worried about the senses. He's worried about our hearts. And so Jesus doesn't appeal to our senses because in our senses we can be misled. That's why James says that many times we're drawn away by our own desires. And so in scripture, when you look at the heart of Jesus, he's saying, I'm not giving you peace like the world gives you. He's saying, I'm giving you a peace that, that surpasses understanding. I'm giving you a peace to be able to recognize when trouble's trying to shake your world and shake your life. So many times in life, we think trouble's coming at us because we're doing something wrong. And most of the time, trouble's coming at you because there's something in you that's bigger. Most of the time, trouble's coming at you because God has something better for you. You're a threat to darkness. You're a threat to evil. You're a threat to divorce. You're a, or you're a threat to shame. You're a threat to poverty. And so trouble will show its face sometimes just to get you to cower down so that you don't activate what's on the inside of you. But Jesus appeals to the heart. Are you with me here today? So he says, let your heart not be troubled. And he said, I'm not giving you peace like the world gives. And so, so what we buy is not gonna fulfill it. The next big thing's not gonna fulfill it. Finding someone better is not gonna fulfill it. Going to another town's not gonna fulfill it. Vacation's not gonna fulfill it, even though it helps, right? 
But the reality is what, what has to happen is a recognition of the power that's on the inside of you. Read John chapter 14, the helper, he said, come on, is available to you and to me. He said, I'm not leaving you comfortless. I got one better for you. There's a helper that wants to move in your life. There's a helper that wants to heal the pain. There's a helper that wants to help you reach your family. There's a helper that wants to help you overcome losses of jobs and losses of relationships and, and things that have come to shut you down. Come on, I'm saying today that there's a helper on the inside of you and it's bigger than we think. It's better than we think. Come on, and it'll take you exactly where you're supposed to go. Pastor Walt talked about it last week. He don't want you living just in potential. God wants to release that power that you recognize, receive it into your life, recognize it, then you go from potential, come on, to purpose. Even if you've been hurt, even if you've been shamed, even if there's things that didn't work out, that, that, that shame tries to come in. That's what the enemy uses the best. He likes to take shame and make us think we're not good enough. And so when we walk in the room, we hold our heads down or, 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 or we avoid people. Are you help, am I helping you here today? And we avoid circumstance because we think, hey, they don't look at us like they used to. But I got good news for you that who the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus said, I didn't come to give you wisdom that the world gives. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Come on, nobody comes to the Father except through me. And let me say this, church, when you receive that Father, the come on, that sent Jesus, when you receive that Father, he has answers for you, victories for you, things for you, come on, that you never could imagine in your life. He's a whole lot bigger than we are, right? And so I was reading this thing uh, yesterday about, penguin, or about birds in uh, uh, the nation of New Zealand. And so Sam could probably attest to this. And so they say in New Zealand, 41% of the birds are flightless or they cannot fly. And so uh, uh, it's kind of an interesting, uh, when you really start looking into it, but 41% but of these birds can't fly. And the reason is, is because there's no predators in uh, New Zealand. There's no snakes and bobcats and wolves and, and things like that. And so there's no resistance or opposition. So there's no need to fly. So because if you, if you really study out the eagle or, or birds that, that, are, that soar or that fly, the way they learn to fly is by facing opposition. And so they'll fly into the wind like a, an airplane will fly into the wind on its takeoff. And, and because opposition, listen to me, Opposition makes you better. Opposition allows you to soar from the ground, come on, to where you need to be in life. And so a lot of times in, in Christianity, we get this picture that, hey, we're serving God, and, and when we get to the point where there's no more opposition or no more trouble, and trouble's not troubling us, are you with me here today? And, and, and everything is perfect. I'm still looking for that day. I have not found it yet, but, but I'm sure it's out there. I don't know. But the reality is, listen to me, the opposition of those birds having to have instincts when they're challenged by a predator or, or something that's coming at them, causes them to have to learn to soar and to learn to fly. You're never gonna learn to fly in life, listen to me, by resisting opposition. You're not gonna do it by running from opposition. You're not gonna do it by, by not having problems. Listen, trouble comes at us. God takes us, takes us beyond the trouble, but when trouble comes at us, come on, it should release something that's in us. And opposition may be coming at me, but it's not stopping me because I have the ability to go from where I am, come on, to soar like an eagle. Jesus didn't call us chickens. He didn't say soar like a chicken. Are you with me here today? He said soar like an eagle. You mount up with wings as eagles. In the same way in faith, you mount up in faith. Come on, when opposition faces you, when trouble comes at you, you mount up 
in, in, in opposition to the opposition, the good way to say it is sometimes you got to trouble your trouble. And you trouble your trouble, come on, with faith. And, and, and rise up. So we, we don't get limited by just, you know, the, the thought process, well, trouble came at me, so I quit. Or this is hard, so I give up. That's not how, that's not how we're, we're built as believers. Jesus said greater works you would do than he did. Jesus overcame some pretty, pretty powerful stuff that came at him. And so no matter where we're at in life, listen, God wants us to rise up to a whole new level. So how do we get beyond the crisis? How do we get beyond the trouble? How do we get beyond the anguish and all the things that, 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 that come at us to shut us down? And so, you know, another way that, that the uh, meaning of trouble is don't shrink back. When times get hard, we have a tendency to shrink back. And so the reality is God is trying to get you beyond the trouble. Everybody say beyond the trouble. Go to Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2 this morning. As we go, we're about to go beyond the trouble. Some of you need this, right? All of us need this. Isaiah 54, 2 says this. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Somebody say, don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Now, we've all heard this talked about vision, and, we, and, and it is, and we've talked about uh, different levels of this, but I want to give you a thought today of going beyond the trouble. And, you know, in order to go beyond the trouble, there has to be some enlargement in your life which means that we switch a few things up and we observe and, 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 and we start thinking different than we did before. And we start releasing what's in us in a different way. Are you with me here this morning? So he says, enlarge the place of your tent. Now, I have a couple of thoughts on this this morning that number one, if we're gonna enlarge our place of our tent, now, that don't mean everybody go to Walmart and clear the shelf this afternoon and buy a new tent. Enlarging the place of your tent's talking about your life, your house, your family, your business, who you are. Come on, somebody. It's talking about the full scale of your life. And so, so many times in life, we, because we've lived this way, we just think here. God's saying, hey, if you want to go beyond the trouble, we get good at dealing with trouble, but sometimes we learn to learn to beat the trouble. It's not just about management, it's about conquering. And so the trouble comes to try to shut you down. Trouble comes to try to steal your marriage. Trouble comes to try to, try to take what God has put inside of you. Trouble comes to try to embarrass you and to bring shame into your life. But Jesus, God is saying, hey, I got something way bigger than just trouble. And I've said trouble 5,000 times today. And I'm not going to quit saying it because you're going to remember it all week, right? Because when you learn to deal and learn to conquer trouble, you can start taking steps of progress to do the things that God's called you to do. Right? And so it's beyond, it's beyond the, 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 the attack. And so, you know, I deal, you know, I have good days and one of my kids will call me all upset about something in their life and I'm thinking, man, the day was going so good, now I gotta deal with this. Or, you know, it, it, those moments of life that just come at you when you're, you're like, why can't everything just be perfect today, right? But you learn how, hey, the reason the trouble's coming is because the enemy's trying to kill, steal, or destroy something that's on the inside of you that God placed there. So you're guarding your heart. What, he, he said, let your heart, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't give up. Don't, don't let your heart live in anguish. Don't, don't let it, don't let it you know, get so stirred up that you lose focus of, upon who's really in control in your life. Do you want to hear the nagging? Come on. Or do you want to hear the answer? I may have to deal with some nagging. I may have to deal with some problems. I may have to deal with some pain. But I know who the answer is. You know who the answer is. Come on, somebody. And so he says enlarge. It means to begin to think bigger, enlarge. And so if we're going to get there, to that place where we get beyond the trouble, not just managing trouble, but beyond the trouble. Because I promise you, I'm gonna wake up in the morning, I'm gonna go to work, and I'm gonna have five things come at me of problems that we have to solve. 
before I ever have coffee. Come on, that'll probably happen. I'm just telling you. Now, if I set myself up today and say, you know what, I'm just hoping tomorrow I don't have to solve one problem. I've already set myself up for failure because Jesus is the problem solver. Come on, somebody. Jesus lives in us, so we are, we're going to get up tomorrow. We're going to deal with some problems, right? So Jesus isn't an escape from the trouble, but because we think bigger, we've already prepared ahead of time to know we already have the answer for the problem that we're going to face tomorrow. Come on, and he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And so Isaiah tells us to enlarge the place of our tent. And so, number one, enlargement requires us to lay down the small boxes that are in our lives. I can't, I can't enlarge and grow where God wants me to go to beyond the trouble if I'm still thinking like I was yesterday. I can't, I can't, I can't reach out into new places, come on somebody, and return to the small boxes of, of how I lived, come on, before Jesus. I can't, I can't change my marriage, come on, or my, or my kids, or my family, or business, or church, or influence in life if I'm thinking like I did, come on, 15 years ago. Because times change. That's why, that's why businesses, many times you'll see one person driving a, a successful business, and then after they pass away, um, the, the uh, business takes a turn and begins to fail. And the reason that it does, because most of the time when they're looking back to the pioneer of that business who was successful, they're trying to find the answers that he had 15 years ago. You can look at Disney, you can look at Walmart, you can look at all kinds of things. They always go back to say, well, what would they do? What, what did they do then? And the, the question they should be asking is, what would he do now? What would she do now? And so when you get over, we're not looking to, to find some method that's 35 or 100 years old or 200 years old. Come on, COVID what didn't exist 15 years ago. Sickness did, pain did. But, and a lot of these things we're facing, they didn't exist 20 years ago. So my question is, what would Jesus do today? How would he respond today? How would he speak today? How would he think today? Would he go back to a small box? Would he go back to, to you know, when, when trouble came and they were, they were whipping him and sending him to the cross, did he go back to a small box? He said, no, you don't understand it now, but this may look like the little box that we're stuck in. Come on, but I'm going somewhere. And I'm taking, I'm taking the punishment. I'm taking the pain. And when I go, I'm not leaving you in a small box. Come on, I will return to you. But in the meantime, I'm sending back the helper who takes your box from here, come on, to way out here. He said, greater works you would do than he did. And so what's the one thing that's going to try to stop you from, from, from growing to that place? Trouble? Problems? Shame? Hurt? Pain? So when all that comes at me, listen to me, because we're bigger now. We're thinking. We're enlarging our place of our tent. Why do we we got to get to a place where, where we don't just rehearse the same problems over and over and over and over again. We have the answer in us to take this small box. Come on, somebody. Bust the seams off of it. Come on. Take it to a whole nother place, a whole nother level, and let God take you from where you are to where you want to be. Listen, I don't think you want to be in the same place 10 years from now. God has more. Somebody say more. So we have to lay down the, the small boxes in our life. You know, we, real quick, we, uh, a couple weeks ago, our Colin had a football game, my, my son, and in that football game, it was like an evenly matched ball game. Like both teams are going at it, evenly matched, evenly matched, evenly matched. And then usually in an evenly matched ball game, the team that makes the first mistake will be the team that loses. And so we get into third quarter, it's zero to zero. I mean, it's a dogfight. They're, they're grinding and uh, my son runs out for a pass, quarterback drops back out, they're on two separate pages, boom, 
pick six to the house. The other team scores. And so people in the stands, are, it's, it's almost like they just were given up. You know, you, you, you look at that scenario, and so there's still time on the clock is what I'm saying. By the time the fourth quarter came, they didn't give up. They kept driving. All of a sudden, the quarterback, the ninth grade, drops back, completes five balls, scores a touchdown, gets the two-point conversion. They win the game. Come on, somebody, because they didn't limit themselves to the small thinking that was in the stands. They knew the heart that was on the inside of them that says, hey, we can do this. And it's the same thing in you. You don't limit yourself to the small thinking of those around you. You, you, you grab hold and enlarge the place of your tent to kill the small boxes in your life. Somebody say, I'm, I'm done with small boxes. The small routines, the, the, the things, listen to me. I didn't say don't take care of small details. I said deal with small boxes. And there's a ba major difference. We still take care of the details in our life. But as far as the, the old thinking, the, old, the small box represents our old way of doing things and our old thinking, okay? Number two, listen to me. Enlargement requires us to make room for others. Enlargement requires us to make room for others. So if I'm going beyond trouble, you know why trouble comes at you? Trouble comes at you because trouble doesn't want you to be around anyone else. It doesn't want you to help anyone else. It doesn't want you to encourage anyone else. Trouble will come at you, come on, to try to stop you from, trying to, 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 from interacting with other people. It's called offense. Everybody say offense. And so offenses come at us many times. And so if we're going to enlarge beyond the trouble, then we got to get out of the drama, the mama drama. Is that what they call it? That just came to me. Anyway, we've got to get out of the drama. <laughs> we've got to get out of the drama. Are you with me? And so because what drama does is it tries to lock you into this world of chaos. And, 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 and this is a real world. This ain't church world. This is real world, right? And so a drama comes to try to lock you up and to, to tear you down and to make you think you're not good enough and that you can't do it and you can't reach and you can't go. Or, or drama says, man, people just aren't worth the price to pay to, to put up with all the nonsense. But the reality is it's in the opposition with people. It's in, it's in the heart. Because listen to me, as long as people are alive, God's still going to reach them. He still has a heart for us, Right? And so in that, in that mode of, of, of offense, it locks us down. And then we start saying things like, I just don't want to be around people. I don't have time for people. Man, I, I just can't. I don't want to do this anymore. And listen, I've said it too. I'm not going to lie to you. I've had those moments where we'll be like, that guy's so negative. I just don't, I really don't want to do it today. But God's saying, hey, they were negative with me too. Come on. And so offense comes in to try to shut you down. So if you're going to have enlargement or growth beyond trouble in your life, you've got to realize that in order to get to that place, then we've got to make room for other people. We've got to make room for other people. That's what growth does. It makes room so that people can function. It makes room so expressions can be released. There's people sitting in here today that, 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 that you have giftings on the inside of you, but maybe no one's ever asked you to serve. Come on, I'm asking you to serve today. There's people in here that, that have a call to do business and, and, and you think that you're not good enough. I'm telling you, come on, there's something in you that, that can do it. You can take that next step. There's some of you that never thought you could speak publicly. I'm telling you, maybe God has something for you where he wants you to release that gift, but you don't know that it's there as long as we're living in the small boxes of offenses and those things that come to shut us down. I'm saying take what's on the inside of you and give it away. Take what's on the inside of you and release it. Pour it into somebody because there's things in you that are bigger than you are. It ain't about looking right, feeling right, the right titles, the right kind of things. Listen to me, it's about being aware of who's on the inside of you and how I'm going to release that. Are you with me here today? I gotta hurry. 
I've been simmering on this for four days, so just bear with me. Number three, just become trouble comes at you does not mean that trouble is in you. Just because trouble comes at you doesn't mean trouble is in you. So uh, Jared, if you'll come, and Raymond, if you'll come this morning. Give them a big hand as they come. We're on a time limit, so work with me here. All right, so Raymond, you stand over there. Jared, you stand over here. Now listen to me. Just because trouble comes at you doesn't mean the trouble is in you. Are you with me? Now Raymond represents trouble over here. And rightly so, right? No, I'm just kidding. And so we're, we're representing a, a, a fence. And so I'm over here and I'm trying to live life and, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm living with passion, but a fence comes at me. Take a step, Raymond. And so, and so, you know, about the time I get going on, I'm distracted because trouble's coming. You know, uh, Pastor Walt wants us to go do this and this, and all of a sudden, trouble comes at me. You know, uh, uh, I get excited about the restaurant I want to eat at and the lines around the building. Trouble's coming at me. And so listen to me. Someone that doesn't understand what's in us, listen to me. Trouble will nag us all day long and keep coming at us and at us and at us. And so a lot of times we'll gravitate towards trouble almost like they're our buddy. Are you with me here today? Because, tr- because, because people tend to enjoy that small box that they got used to living in. Now, over here, I got Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And I felt safe. As soon as this guy walked on the stage, I thought, yeah. And so, and so the reality is this, is that inside of me, I may not be able to see how big Jesus is. I may not understand the power, come on, that's inside of me because my eyes can't see it. But listen to me, he said greater works that I would do than he did. And so what happens is, as long as I respond to trouble with trouble, I'll always get the same result in my life. But when I learn to respond to trouble with how big Jesus is and the spirit of God is, it's on the inside of me. Listen to me, it takes on a whole new meaning. So Jared's over here is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus is here. Wayne said he was at his house. Reality is right here, right? And so Jared's standing here, listen to me, in representation of how big our Jesus is. And so when trouble comes at me, and I say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, Jesus is like, I got it. Come on. And so, and so when, when, when I'm in the moment where anger wants to take over, but I say, I don't have to trouble myself with trouble anymore. I have peace that God gives, and trouble comes at me to make me angry. And I say, hey, I'm living by faith and not by sight. Jesus got it. Come on. It's like running the trap or the, or, or, or in football. It's just a moment. So trouble may think that it's got me. It may think that it's winning. But when Jesus shows up every time and we release our faith and who God says that we are and the Spirit of God is working on the inside of you, when trouble comes at you, Jesus takes care of it and takes it off the stage. Come on. Because life abundantly happens. And he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Come on, and no one comes to the Father except through me, and nobody has the power uh, 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 except through Jesus. Are you with me here today? So when the Spirit of God comes at us or comes in us and we release it in our life, trouble's still going to be there, just trouble's not going to win anymore. Trouble's not going to shut down. Some of your marriages are failing because you keep falling for the same trouble. You keep falling for the same moments where he said or she said, and this thing happens. But when you learn to reverse the trouble, come on, somebody, and you start speaking peace, and you start speaking life, and you start speaking joy, and you don't respond the way you used to, come on, the the, the peace of God, the love of God, the joy of God comes into that picture. 
Stand to your feet with me this morning. Father, we thank you that we're not bound, that we're not limited by trouble. Father, we thank you today that your power is here, your hope is here, your joy is here. Father, there is a spiritual flow. And even though it doesn't look like it in the world that we're living in right now, and even, even though the things that we're facing seem like trouble is winning, we just declare today, come on, that we have the way, the truth, and the life living on the inside of us. And the recovery that you have for us isn't just to deal with the trouble, it's to go beyond the trouble, Father, to the arenas and the places that you have. And so maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor, I'm tired, there's some things in me that have just been troubling me. And not only has it come at me, but it's been affecting my heart, it's been, it's been uh, living in me. And listen to me, God has said trouble will come at you, but trouble doesn't mean it has to be in you. And so you're here today and you say, I'm tired of this defeating me. I'm tired of being defeated by trouble. I'm tired of being defeated by these attacks, these things that, I, that I'm going through. And I'm ready to have peace that Jesus promised in my life. And maybe you're here today and it's just time to lay the trouble down. Some of you have been saved a long time. You've been living for God a long time, but you've bought into the trouble. And, and, and a lot of times we're giving glory to trouble. Come on, we need to be giving glory to God. We're recognizing trouble when really we need to recognize Jesus. And the moment where, where, where the, the trouble comes at us, just like Jared did, steps in there, he'll take your pain. He'll take the trouble. He'll take the things that are trying to shut you down in life. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm tired of the trouble. I'm ready to lay it down. I want to take the next step, go to the next place, do the next thing that God has for me. I'm tired of managing trouble. I'm ready to live in the promise. I'm going beyond. I'm ready to enlarge my life. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand today. You're tired of the trouble. Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. I want to encourage you. If you have your hands in the air this morning, we're going to declare something today, and it's going to be powerful. But you have to release what's in you. We can't do that for you, right? You have to release what's in you. On Monday morning, you're going to have to release what God's put in you. On Wednesday, come on. When the problems are arrived, you've got to release what God's put in you. And so that's what I love about Jesus. He didn't just want to solve your problems. He wanted to empower you, give you power to overcome evil. And I'm going to say this before I pray because some of you, you, you maybe you're dealing with what my friend was dealing with where the shame and the guilt that the, of the things that you're facing, you thought I'd never go through some of these things. You, you thought I'd never be the one in that kind of pain. God says, I don't care about that. Let not your heart be troubled. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you're hearing that pain is shutting you down and that pain is stopping you, listen, there's no condemnation in Jesus. He takes away all the shame. He cleanses us as far as the east is from the west. And so maybe you're here today and you're dealing with that. I'm telling you, no more shame. No more shame. God gives peace. God gives peace. Not as the world gives, but God gives peace. Maybe you're hurt. No more shame. God gives healing. It's not what we go through, it's who we look to. And so sometimes what we go through feels real big, I get that, but come on. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So say this with me today, Father God, we recognize you as the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, fill me with your life. Fill me with your power. Fill me with the ability to enlarge. I ask you to heal my heart. I ask you to, uh, to heal my pain. I lay down all my offenses. 
I lay down all, 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 all the trouble that's come at me and I'm responding in faith today. And I ask you to do greater in me than the world did in me. Now listen to that. I ask you to do greater in me than the world did to me. And Father, I release that today. I say peace, shalom, peace be upon each and every person. Father, that they would recover all and move forward in what you have for them. Jesus, we declare you are the answer. And you're the answer to the trouble, come on, that comes at us. But I declare today you're going beyond the trouble, beyond the trouble, beyond the trouble to the place that God has for you. And as you walk in that, release that. So tomorrow, listen to me, don't be surprised if you took a stand today. When trouble tries to show up tomorrow, what are you going to do? Talk about Jesus. Talk the word. Talk the answer. Talk the, talk the peace into your situation. Amen. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, move in my life. Move in this place as I go from potential to purpose. Guide me. Come on, say it like you mean it. Guide me. Lead me. Develop me. And release my potential. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. I went a little long, but. And if anybody has any problems with me, you can take them up with Jared. He's always available.